Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. With this third commandment, God says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And then he says, I am so serious about the Lord's name in vain that if you do it, I am not going to hold you guiltless. God says, I'm going to hold you guilty if you use my name in a vain kind of way. In other words, God is saying, This is exceptionally serious. This is a biggie. God, listen close, is very serious and sensitive about his name. Why? For the same reason that you are serious and sensitive about your name. Because your name, are you listening? Your name represents three things. Number one, your name represents your reputation. People say he's making a name for himself or he's got a good name. Represent your reputation. When I say your name or when I say a name, you automatically think of someone's reputation. Saddam Insane. You think of his reputation. Hitler. You think of his reputation. Mother Teresa, Billy Graham. You think of their reputation. So your name represents, if you're writing, taking notes, you write that down. Number one, your name represents your reputation. Secondly, your name, and especially in the Bible, not so much today, because we name our kids and people whatever. Some of the names today, y'all, I can't even pronounce because they're like a contraction of four different names. But your name also, not only your reputation, but it represents your character. That's very, very true in the Bible. Nowadays, whatever. I mean, you know, we want to name them after all the grandparents. So the name is a little bit of grandmas, a little bit of granddads, a little bit of other grandmom, a little bit of other granddad, and you can't even pronounce it. It's all consonants or something. I don't know. But in the Bible... Names were important, and names spoke of a person's character. For example, Achan's name meant trouble. Jacob's name meant trickster until, you know the story, his character was changed because he wrestled with God, and God broke his hip, remember? And his character was changed, and God then changed his name to Israel, governed by God. Esau, his name means red or hairy. Remember Genesis chapter 17, Abram's name was changed to Abraham. Why? Because he was going to be the father of many nations. 
You fast forward to the New Testament, we find that Simon, the son of Jonah, his name was changed to Peter, the rock. You see, your name is, has connection to your character. Not only your character and your reputation, but your name also represents authority. Authority. Names carry authority. So God, for the same reason that you are serious and sensitive about your name, I'm serious and sensitive about my name. I mean, if you're a dad and you have a son and he has your same name, you probably had that talk with him. Don't be out there messing up. Because you have my name. And perhaps they're coming to lock you up, but they take me. Which I'm going to squeal. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you straight. It ain't me. You want my son. Take him. <laughs> Just lock him up. Get the names right. Fingerprint. Get dental work. Something. Do something. I'm serious about my name. I don't know about you. Don't be messing up my name. No. And God is serious about his name. Amen, saints? There was this guy, listen to this. There was this guy named Paul Dixon, and he's written a book called Names. And this guy, Paul, he has a hobby of collecting strange and unusual names. And sometimes he says names seem to be prophetic. In 1941, there were two men who were executed in an electric chair in Florida. This is all true. He was two men were executed in an electric chair in Florida and their names were Will Byrne and Will Fizzle. There was a window washer. Listen, this is going to go downhill. I'm to trust, trust. There was a window washer in Montreal who fell when he was washing windows and he died and his name was Will Drop. Dan Druff became a barber. <laughs> Jeff Treadwell became a podiatrist. Go Forth and Ketchum were two guys who became police partners. <laughs> Go Forth and Ketchum. <laughs> O'Neill and Prey became partners in church equipment. A plaster contractor was named Will Crumble. Get this, Zoltan Overy. Guess what, he did? Guess what he was? A gynecologist. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, P.P. Peters became a urologist. <laughs> and you know, my question is, what were their parents thinking? How are you going to name your kid? I'm not going to even say it again. I just... <laughs> but God is very serious about his name, and, and I think we should be very serious about our names. Now... Two things, let me give you. Number one, we're talking about two ways in which we can take God's name in vain. Number one, if you're still with me, you can take God's name in vain in your speech. Now listen to this. The Jewish people took this third commandment of not taking God's name in vain. They took it very serious. As a matter of fact, they took it so serious that they would never allow the name of God to part their lips. When they read the manuscripts, they came across the name of God. They would bow their heads and say Hashem, which is Hebrew for the name. 
they would never say God's name. Baruch Hashem Adonai Elohim, which means blessed is the name of the Lord our God. So what is in a name? I'll tell you, a lot, especially if it's God's name. It's God's name. Now, I realize that in our culture, listen to me close, I realize that in our culture where God's name, you know, we take God's name in vain every day. We take his name in vain every day, all day. Did you know that, or did you know that it is reported, I was reading a statistic today, it is reported that America is the most foul-mouthed nation in the world. And Hollyweird, that's Hollywood, thinks that movies won't sell if they are not loaded with profanity and sex and violence. I know that you guys are all far more spiritual than I am. But have you ever seen a movie and, and like there's a word all thrown in there and you go, Where, what? what? Why was that? Why is that there? It seems so because that's Hollywood's attempt to sell a movie. That's Hollywood's attempt to get an R rating. It is their intention to get an R rating. They don't make that many G-rated movies. Have you noticed that? They don't believe that G-rated movies sell. They really don't sell like the R-rated ones with the violence and the sex and the profanity in them. And it's very interesting because it was back in the 50s with the movie Gone with the Wind. I know most of y'all remember that, didn't see it or whatever, but the movie Gone with the Wind... When it came out, get this, there was a huge controversy because at the end of the movie, Clark Gable said, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And when he said that, pastors and preachers and were preaching sermons on this, editorials were written, people were in an uproar, and they were saying, how could it be that the word damn was allowed to be used in a movie? And the reason for the uproar was because they understood that the word damn was not a word that you want to be throwing around. Y'all all right? I'm not trying to use profanity here. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Y'all tripping. I see, I see everybody. Oh, 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 what are we going to do now? Pastor Rodney said damn from the pulpit. I'm just trying to help him, Ted. That's all, man. Yeah. You see, they understood the reason for the uproar with the movie Gone with the Wind back in the 50s. This is before I was born. Was it 30s? Was it 30s or 50s? Well, it was a long time ago. That's what I said. But the reason for the uproar was because they understood that the word damn meant it means doomed to hell or lost eternally. So they understood the meaning of the word. Today, people don't understand that. And so they throw the word damn around. I mean, it is not matter of fact, that's one of the lighter, more gentler words. Like, no big deal. Like, no big deal. People throw curse words around nowadays like it's no big deal. You know what I always share with my kids and share with young folks? 
If I hear them using bad language, I don't care where I am. If I hear them using profanity, I will seek an opportunity to help them understand the reason you use profanity. Obviously, you don't have a good grasp of the English language. Because people who use profanity, that's because they don't, they don't choose better words. Or maybe they don't even know them. You don't have to use profanity. You can choose a better word. I'll tell you something, a little secret. Well, I don't know how secret it is now. It's on CD. But when I first became a Christian, that was one of my first prayers. Lord, help me not to use bad language because I didn't know anything about God. I had been a Christian for two and a half hours. I didn't know anything about God. But one thing I did know is that using profanity could not be holy. I did know that. You know, some stuff you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you, and you don't need to pray about it. Well, let me just pray and see if the Lord wants me using bad language. It's like, you know, you want to say, put your face right about here. That's just stupid. Of course, you, there's some things, and I just asked the Lord to help me. And I can honestly tell you, today, it was at that moment God just took it out of my life. I don't, I don't have no need for bad language. Y'all probably a good thing because you're the pastor. But, but, but I have no need. I don't, you know, I, I don't get upset and use it. Uh, now, I yell, but I don't get upset. <laughs> I don't get upset and use bad language. You don't need to use bad language. You know, there was this, um, it was Colonel Sanders who said this that uh, with his conversion to Christ, he said, it cost him half his vocabulary. (laughs) You understand? (laughs) You know, I heard a story of a farmer, listen to this, who was late coming home for dinner, and his wife said, did the wagon break down? And the farmer said, no, on the way home I picked up the preacher And from that point on, the mule didn't understand a thing I said. God said, God said, listen, God said, don't take my name in vain. Now, if you're taking notes, you write this down. This word vain literally means, in a Hebrew language, it means empty of meaning. It means vanity. It means useless or trivial. Empty of meaning, vanity, useless, or trivial. And unfortunately, saints, listen, many people do take God's name and use it as if it's useless, as if it's trivial. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, here's a couple of examples for you. Christian ease. Christian ease. You know, when you're using Christian ease, like, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you're using Christian ease like that and you don't mean it, it's empty. You know, when we say, you know, thank God, but we really aren't thanking him, that's taking God's name in vain. It's trivial. It's, it's using. When you say, here's an example, thus says the Lord. 
Uh-huh. When you say, thus says the Lord, I'm watching Christian television the other day, and a TV evangelist, he says, you know, well, thus says the Lord, the Lord is showing me that if you don't send your money to this ministry, we are going off the air. He says, thus says the Lord. And I'm looking at him thinking, bye-bye. No, man, no, 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 no. You don't want to be throwing around, thus says the Lord. You don't want to be throwing around. Listen, saints, God told me. God told me. You know, honestly, if, if God tells you something, listen to me and listen to me close, tune in. If God told you something, then please, by all means, say God told you. But if you don't know that you know that you know that you know that you are certain that God told you, then please don't say God told you. You know, I am, I am confident God is in heaven saying all this stuff about God. I said, I said, I said, I didn't say none of that. <laughs> People crazy. God said this and God said that. Anybody ever have somebody come up and give you a word from the Lord that God said? All right, that's three of us, but I'll talk to y'all three, okay? Because I know people have done that to me. I remember one time I walked into a church. I think I told you already. I walked into a church, and my first time there, the pastor looked at me, and I guess I don't know what he saw in me. Money. Which he was wrong about that word, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 God showed me. Oh, fine. And I, oh, God showed me that, you know, you're supposed to be here and doing the ministry here. And God has told me that, and I'm like, well, first of all, who are you? Secondly, I know God didn't tell you that. Because I don't even live near here. How's that? And I know God didn't tell you because I really believe that when God tells you something, he's going to tell me. There's going to be a confirmation thing there. It's not going to be, well, God told you, oh, really? Well, in that case, let me pack it all up. I'm on my way. Well, I could have had a V8. I mean, you know, I mean, what is that? Well, if God tells you, then God is going to tell me. If, if you don't know, don't, saints, don't do that. And don't go to people and say, God told you to tell them something and thus says the Lord. Because you know what? It, it, honestly, it's very uncomfortable, and I'm just trying to keep it real. It's very uncomfortable when somebody comes to tell you, that the Lord said something. What do you want me to do with that once you tell me that God said it? We can't pray about it. Why pray about something God already said? Amen. How y'all feeling me? <laughs> well, we can't. I mean, there, there's no discussion. I mean, what can we say? There's no questions. There's no prayer because God said it. And if God said it and he told you, well, then what am I to do? do with that and that's why it's a very dangerous thing not only to be putting words in God's mouth not a good thing people but then also you put your brother or your sister in a very compromising uncomfortable position because they don't know what to do with what God told you let's just be careful and by all means I'm not disparaging 
um, you know, God's ability to speak a word. God does speak. But I could also add to that. He doesn't speak apart from his word. He's not going to tell you something that's just not confirmable, verifiable in his word. He's not going to do that. That's just not God. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. My word will never pass. God's not going to change his word to give you a word. It doesn't make sense. So we have to be careful about that. Taking the name of the Lord in vain. Here's another way that we take the name of the Lord in vain. We take the name of Jesus in vain in our culture. Have you ever wondered why when someone stubs their toe, they say, Jesus Christ. You know, I, I, you know, I've always wondered, how come they don't say, oh, Hari H. Krishna. Or, you know, oh, Buddha. You know, it's like, oh, Napoleon Bonaparte. I mean, I mean, why does that not come up? Why are they always picking on our God? I don't understand that. I believe, here's my speculation. I believe that people use the name of Jesus, just throwing it around because they hurt their thumb or they were nailing something. They hit the, oh, Jesus Christ. I think people do that because I believe that that is energized and empowered by the devil himself. What do you mean, Rodney? I mean this. The Bible is very clear that there is power in the name of Jesus. And don't you know? Satan knows that. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 11 says this, Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him, what, saints? A name which is above what? Every name that at the what? Name of Jesus, every knee should bow of the things in heaven, the things in earth, and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that what, saints? That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Saints, there is power in the name of Jesus. And there's power in his name only. There's no other name that has the power like the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus is a beautiful name, not to be used in a curse word. The name of Jesus, somebody once said, is the most beautiful name to ever roll off the lips of mankind. There's power in the name of Jesus. No power in Muhammad, no power in Buddha, no power in Krishna, no power in Oprah, no power in Dr. Phil. Somebody say amen. There's no power in those names. There's no power in any person's name in this room. Not unless you're Hispanic and your name is Jesus. <laughs> but even that is different. Right? There's power in the name of Jesus. And people take Jesus' name and they use it in vain. People take Jesus' name and they use it for unintended purposes. Again, what do you mean, Rodney? 
Well, John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14 reads this. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Listen, if you ask anything, Jesus said this, in my name, I will do it. Now, listen, people have taken verses like this one and said, listen, Jesus said, I can have anything at all. All I need to do is tag on his name. So I'd like to have a pink polka dot Cadillac in Jesus' name. And poof, it's supposed to show up because you tag on the name of Jesus at your, in your prayer. As if God is obligated to answer your prayer because you use the name of Jesus. In the Greek language, listen, this word name is a very interesting word because it's onama. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.